welcome to my testimony podcast. This is Takia. How's it going for you? Um, how's your day going? Are you blessed? Are you highly favored? You know, what's going on with you today? I hope all is well. And I hope that this particular episode finds you in peace and love and joy. And if not, I pray that it also increases it on the inside of you because the word of God is mighty and it will cut through anything that is not of the Lord so that his word and his light can shine forth in you and fill your heart. And so today's testimony, it makes me think about the fact of one, identifying who we serve, right? So many times we're going to face challenges in this world. It says it in the world. I mean, it says it in the word, right? We're going to face challenges, but we serve a God who is on a throne and he is the only one on the throne. And so in that truth, in that revelation, in that realization of who he is, that his word supersedes anyone else's, how should that cause us to stand in times of difficulties, right? How should that cause us to walk in times when we are challenged? You know, what do you think about? How do you stand? Where's your faith at? And even if your faith is small, like a mustard seed, God will still move for you. And that's faith as small as the mustard seed. Sometimes it's saying, Lord, I know if you did it for this person, you would do it for me. I know if you did it for such and such, you would move for me. You know, and if you did it, if you did it before, you would do it again. And that's how we have to stand sometimes. And when our faith is small, the beautiful thing is we can ask God to increase our faith. And those who ask the Lord for anything, he will give it unto you without finding any fault. He will not hold it against you for even asking him, but yet he will give it to you and he will give it to you abundantly. It talks about that in James chapter one. So today's testimony, I really pray that you are blessed by it. I pray that your faith is increased by it. And I pray that you also share it with someone else because it will also encourage them. So here we are. Thank you, Tisha, for joining me today on the podcast. How is your day going? My day is going well, Takian. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'm glad that you were interested in sharing your testimony. Um, if you don't mind giving um, everyone a little bit of background on who you are, and then we'll get into your testimony. Awesome. Well, my name is Leticia Tolentino. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. People call me Tisha. I am a PK, preacher's daughter, and also, um, more specifically, I have five siblings, uh, well, there's five of us in total, and I'm an identical twin. I'm a creative and lover of all things crafty and artistic, and an inspiring business owner and entrepreneur. So I love to inspire people, and really, I love to just glorify God. Praise God. Praise God for all of that. And the half things is like, wow. <laughs> There's probably stories in there. <laughs> um, sure, let's go ahead and get into your testimony now. Awesome. Well, um, thank you for this opportunity. I definitely believe that transparency is the greatest testimony, and testimony is what people need to hear to be able to, to get forward. So for me, my testimony, and I could have many to share, but the one that I... Uh, choose to share this evening is uh, one that took place about 12 and a half years ago. Um, I, as I mentioned, I'm an identical twin. And about midway through the year, 
my, uh, I was by my dad's house and I remember getting up that morning and saying, something seems off. And my dad was like, I know. And I was like, I feel like something's wrong. And, and my dad kind of agreed with me and he's, he's got the, the spirit of discernment um, and prophecy. And I remember saying to him, I pray whatever it is that I feel in my spirit is off today, um, that it, it, it is me and not my twin. I said, because I'm, you know, not a mother yet. I don't have anyone that depends on or needs me. And um, I'd rather it be me than she. And maybe not even an hour later, I got a call from my twin's boyfriend. And he called to let me know that my twin was struggling to breathe and that the ambulance was there and they had to put a tube down her throat. And I remember not knowing what was going on or why, and my heart just fell out onto the ground. And at that point, I was in a car with my best friend, and I remember stopping the car, and I got out, and I felt like I was just going to lay in the middle of the street. And I asked him to take me to the emergency room, and as soon as I got there, typically when you get to the emergency room, they ask you to uh, identify yourself, who you're there to see. And it was crazy because in that very moment, they never asked me who I was or who I was there to see. They saw that I had the identical face to the one person who was their greatest person right now in the, uh, the ER with all the doctors. And they just let me run through to her room. And when I got in there, I saw her laying on a bed and she was unconscious and she had a tube going down her throat and she was on a breathing machine. And she had what appeared to be tears that had run from her eyes at some point in time. And there was nothing I could say to, to, to get a response from her. There was nothing I could do in that moment. All I remember is looking to the doctors and being like, is she going to live? And more than one of the doctors looked back at me and they said, we don't know. And I said, God, like, we're not done with the work that we have to do. Like my twin and I are so involved in so many different things, philanthropically charitable efforts. And, and we love to give back like, God, you're not through with us yet. You're not done with her. Because if she goes, like, I don't even know what happens to me. And it was about a week's time. At that point, I made a decision to make sure that her son was with my aunt. And so he, like, our family decided that he would go and stay with my aunt about an hour outside the city so that he could be there because he was only six months old. She had just given birth to him. And um, I just, every day after work, my focus was hard. I'd go to work, I'd go to the hospital, go to work, go to the hospital. And every time I would go to the hospital, I remember I suddenly was no longer Tisha the adult anymore. I was Tisha the little girl that jumped in the bed like we were still two little twins. Um, I bring her all the snacks that I knew she would eat if she was okay, <laughs> even though she had no capability to eat these things. And I'd sit in the bed and I'd be like, I suddenly reverted back to the childhood voices we used with one another and the language we used with one another. And it wasn't like I was an adult anymore. I was just like this little person that was waiting for a response from my other little person. And I remember the doctors would look at me and be like, you know, she can't hear you. Aww. And I would look at them and I'd say, she can't hear you. Right. She can hear me. And um, on one given day, she actually, I sat there talking to her. I brought her a McFlurry and I knew she wasn't going to be able to eat it. So I was like, I'm eating this because you can't finish it. So I got you. And I, and I was talking to her. And the doctor again said, she can't hear you. And I looked at her and I was like, he doesn't know. And her eyes began to move underneath her um, eyelids. And I was like, see, she hears me. And she started to tear up and she had bubbles that came from her mouth. And I was like, he, he's not the doctor. 
I serve a doctor that is so much greater. I serve a doctor that makes all the decisions. I serve a doctor that like supersedes anything, any human uh, tangible doctor that is on this earth could ever say. And I just chose to ignore what he said. And when they kept asking me what kind of a decision would I want to make around her because I was her proxy, I was like, she's fine. She's going to be fine. We don't have to make a decision around her. Like, she's going to be fine. And I remember doctors looking at me like I was crazy, like, she's going to just keep this girl acting like she's living. And, I'm, and I was like, but she is. And it took, it took almost 12 days. And on just around that time, my sister started to come through. And I remember feeling like, God, you've heard my cries, you know, my heart, and you know that you've got something greater for us that's like, you're not through with us yet. We're not finished. This is just the beginning. This is just going to be a testimony. And you had to bring us here because of the next person that needs to hear it. But like, this isn't the end all be all like the doctors. And I remember the doctors looking at her like it was absurd that she made it out because it turned out that she's allergic to her own body. She has a condition called chronic urticaria, idiopathic angioedema. Nothing in particular has to bring it on, but that she's just doing herself on an everyday basis. And I remember looking at her and her, there was delays in her response, her speech, her ability to write, her ability to walk, her ability to talk, like everything. And I remember looking at her like, look it, all these people have sent you love because I had written all over her wall at the hospital. And I was like, I knew you were coming. I knew you were coming. I wasn't going to let up on you. And she just had the biggest tears in her eyes. And so for me, if there's Aww. ever a test that stands out to me, it's the one that like I can attest to that God's grace, his favor, and just him being the the the, the decision maker, like proved to me that like he wasn't done. He's not through. And for the next person that needs that, he's still not done. Wow. What an amazing testimony. <laughs> I was sitting here and I'm like, when you were telling me, you know, you know, the fact that you serve a doctor who's greater, like, I'm like, wow, because the Holy Spirit is just like fell at that moment when you were saying that, right? And I'm just imagining yeah. what these doctors were thinking at the same time, you know? Um, what, so what was like the family going through at this time? How was everybody else's? response and encounter with um this situation with your sister so uh, uh, the five of us siblings are thicker than thicker than anything you could imagine like we might argue with one another but yeah we'll ride or die for each other and i remember all of us coming together my oldest sister was living out of state at this time and she was like i'm gonna get there i'm coming and it was a shocker to all of us because lene was unconscious um and you know, non-responsive. And she was, here she is on a breathing machine. And it was tough, but all of us, when you have faith, you can't have fear and have faith. So you can't sit beside somebody's bed every day like, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, when is it going to get better? You still have to continue on because you have to show people resilience. You have to show them strength and you have to show them that you actually trust and believe that God is not through. And so we still continued to, like, it was like a routine. I would go to work. I'd bring clothes so I could stay at the hospital as late as I could. I'd come home for a little bit and I'd go back to work. And that was just what I did. Nobody, like, all of us weren't worried about where we ate, what we did. It was just like, do what you got to do during the day or on your portion of the day that you're responsible to, like, not be with Lene. 
And then when it's your when it's your chance and you have the free time, you go up and be there. We, we all just really came together and everybody supported. And we made sure my nephew, who was her only child, he was okay. And we made sure we were each okay. Like, I truly saw the strength of my family at that time, but I also truly saw the test and, and the, the, uh, the revelation of our, of our, of our faith. Like I, I saw, I saw us stand on that as a family unit and wow. that really like put us in a totally different place. Yeah. And that was amazing. And how is your sister doing now? You said this was like 12 and a half years ago. So it was definitely some time to adjust after, but how is she doing now with her condition? So, so that year alone, she ended up having to be hospitalized 30 more times. Wow. Um, and not long after I ended up getting tested and that's when they determined that I have a, a mild version of it. I was at a restaurant one day and my body started to swell up. And so, you know, she has, she has a, a lot of sensitivities. Like it could be stress. It could be a meal. It could just be weather. It could be anything that could bring it on. But whenever, whenever she starts to worry and she says to me, to, to give you an idea of what it's like, imagine the movie, the clumps mm-hmm. um, where the, the, the woman kind of like her whole body just, swells up mm-hmm. out of nowhere yeah. that's what happened to my twin wow and uh so that day it, it happened with her her tongue and it blocked her throat so that's when they had to make a decision but oftentimes it'll be her lip or something and she'll be like tisha and i'll be like listen you can't give into this you better than this pull it together you'll be all right and i sometimes have to just talk her out of like letting it get to the point where it actually heightens and it's tough because sometimes it takes an EpiPen and sometimes it just takes calming her body down so that it can't flare up further. But, um, you know, there's nothing she does to bring it on per se, but she has a greater sense of faith. Like as a whole, where we've come from 12 and a half years to now, there've been so many things that God has allowed she, myself, our family to go through that we just realize that everything is just chapters, pages, that somebody else has to read. So you choose to get beyond it because you still have to be an open book and you still have to be there for somebody else to read it. So we don't let it get the best of us, but she's doing great. She's pushing through her, her, her faith is at an all time high. Her, her quest for God and, and how he's going to move in her life is just increasing daily. And I feel blessed because she's my heartbeat. And Lord knows if he would have taken her from me, what it would have done to me and our family and her son. But she's an example to so many, so many. And that's a blessing. Wow. And what would you say to encourage someone else, even in their faith, that's going through such a challenge, right? Whether it be health or something directly with them or a family member, you've been through that. What would you say to encourage someone else? I would say Second Corinthians 12 and 9, because in my tough moments, in my family's tough moments, this is the scripture that I often share. And essentially it's my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So in those moments when you find yourself struggling, whether it's something that's just uh, emotional, something that's your own sense of feelings, a circumstance you're dealing with, or something that feels like it's your health and it's out of control, Lean on God, lean on God and nothing else. Like with him, everything is possible with him. There is no, there is a no, there is no, no, when he says yes, 
Amen. So all I would tell people to do is like in those moments when you're questioning and when you're not sure, go to him. He's like the test that comes with all the answers. And if you're close enough, he'll give them to you in due time. You just have to like trust and believe. Like the minute you give up, you've given up on more. The minute you've given up on God, you've given up on so much greatness and so much potential, so much promise, so much favor, so much grace. Like don't. Don't even let that be an option. And in those moments when your fear is being challenged and, and when your faith is being challenged and fear seems like it's what's getting in the way, don't let that be an option. You remember that with God and with faith and with trust, there is so much possibility. Like he, he, he set the calendar up for the start date and the end date. And there's nothing else that can change that. But like, you have to have a certain faith. Praise God. Glory to God, for sure. I thank you, Tisha, for sharing that testimony and also encouraging other people as well, you know, who can be going through some some trying time as well. But I've been blessed by your testimony. So, again, thank you for sharing it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Takia. The opportunity to share a testimony is more powerful than most might understand. So thank you for having this platform because you're blessing many. You are blessing many. I was so blessed by Tisha's testimony. Were you? Because like when she was sharing that and also sharing the journey, right, of going through such a challenging time, um, I was um, reminded of a scripture from Philippians 2 and it's verse um, 25 through 27. I'm going to read it. It says, but I think it is necessary to send back to you Ephroditus, my brother, co-worker and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs, for he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died, but God had mercy on him and not only him only, but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. And that is the scripture that rose up in my heart because it's like, as Tisha was sharing how she was crying out to God, just like, Lord, spare me of this sorrow. Like you cannot take my sister now. Like I need you to just like what, you know, like it's not only her that's going to be impacted by her, her death. If she was to go home to heaven, you know, at this time it was the, you know, Tisha was like, Lord, it's going to impact me too. And like the Lord had mercy, not only on Tisha's sister, but on Tisha herself, as well as her family, and as well as, you know, her nephew. And so it's like, praise God, because he hears our heart. He knows what we can handle and what we cannot handle. And he is more than willing to step in, right. And to save us and to spare us and to have mercy and grace upon us. And I love the scripture that Tisha shared, right. My grace is sufficient for you. And the Lord definitely showed his grace and his mercy is endless and abundant for all of his children and for all who calls upon him. So praise God, glory to God for moving glory, 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 because it's just like, wow, you know, praise God. And I thank um, the Lord also for giving, you know, Tisha the encouragement to share her testimony. I was blessed by it. If you have a testimony of yours that you want to share, 
let me know. Reach out to me on my website, uh, mytestimonypodcast.com, or you can also reach out to me on Instagram, mytestimonypodcast.com, and I would love to hear your testimony. We overcome through the testimonies of our faith. And so as you share your testimony, other people are blessed. So be willing, be willing to share your testimony open up, let the light in, open up, let the Lord shine through you. Be a testimony to someone else. I am Takia. I'm your host. And I pray that you continue to walk with the Lord and to stay blessed in Jesus name.